0: You're listening to the Reversing Climate Change podcast by the team at Nori, the carbon removal marketplace. This is a show about the innovators and entrepreneurs developing solutions to climate change.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to Reversing Climate Change. We're going to pretend none of that happened. I'm Ross Kenyon. I'm one of the co-founders. I'm the director of creative and marketing here. We're at Carbon Removal Marketplace in Seattle, Washington. Today I have with me uh, a very regular co-host of mine, Siobhan Montoya-Lavender. Hello. Hello, Ross. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for joining us for the Nepotism special that we're doing today.
0: It is. Today, um, we're actually talking about Thanks a Ton, which is my company. And at first, I was like, well, I can't interview people. (laughs) They're my own, this is my own team. But then I remembered that Nori, you actually interviewed various people at Nori, but cutthroat. (laughs) Our guests today, we have Laura Katayama, co founder at Thanks a Ton, and we have Tasaria Mahangel also a co-founder. So we're gonna introduce the concept of Thanks a Ton. I think I'm gonna take that and then I'm gonna grill you guys with some questions. Ross has been wanting to do the show for a while um, and we've just been kind of flitting around the edges and I'm like, is now the moment? And then, you know, is Thanks a Ton still going? Ross always asks me, I, I come to meetings, he's like, are you still doing that?
1: Well, you you told me that at times it's felt like maybe it was time to conclude and to move on, but then new wind keeps gushing into the sails, and then something will take off. And is that even, is that correct?
0: Oh okay? yeah, in New wind. Um, I'd say our like most intense burst of energy was Tasaria joining us, which happened about a year ago, right? Tasaria, when was that? January. Okay, that so in January, and I think Laura and I have been doing this for a year about at that point. And, you know, we were feeling a little burned out and to I just came in with all this fresh energy and perspective and that made a real difference. And then I also think of all the skills we have in our team at thinks a Ton, one of our most crucial skills is our ability to attract interested people to help us. I don't know why people just keep volunteering to help us. <laughs> but they do. Um, And so we keep getting new energy and new perspectives and keep trying to make it work. So here we are, we are thanks a ton. We are a platform for gifting carbon dioxide removal. So if the listeners are carbon dioxide removal fans, they may have heard of us. Um, We are rather prolific within the CDR industry, but not much outside it as we would like to be. And what we do is we decided that carbon dioxide removal, wasn't really engaging with individuals and when it was it was really engaging on a remove your carbon footprint perspective and so we actually decided to take a different different angle which is not offset not remove your footprint but rather gift it give the ac- gift the action of, of carbon dioxide removal Laura do you want to tell a little bit about our origin story how did we come up with this idea
2: well we were working in a, a- Climate hackathon with our other um, now mostly departed co-founder in Paris, and uh, she quipped one day, "Thanks a ton!" As we were talking about the voluntary carbon market, and from there we just the the idea stuck, and we coalesced around this idea of "Thanks a ton." It took a while, but we had all of these ideas about making carbon dioxide removal fun and something people want to do instead of just clicking the off switch when they hear about climate change. We also wanted to make it educational and the way we decided to do that was to pair it with greeting cards. Greeting cards are a great way to share with people that you care about them. And now you can also add climate action to your thoughts and messages of care.
0: Yeah. So sorry, anything to add about how did you find us and how did you come on board? Because again, you were a burst of fresh energy and I don't know why you saw us and thought, those are the people I want to work for.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Siobhan, it actually starts with you and me meeting through Palima. Um, if our is listening, shout out to you for that internship after I was finishing up at grad school. Um, I met you as soon as you were starting Thanks a ton, I think, or mm-hmm. a few months into it. Um, and so... After I got let go from my other job um, doing delivery, um, I was like, well, I really want to get into the carbon removal space, because it's sort of a calling for me um, to be doing this work. And you were the first person I thought of, I was like, wow, I already have I already have a connection um, in this space. Let me reach out and see if they, you know, could use some help, like I'm willing to work for free. Um, and, and I've been please doing please
0: so. <laughs> What's that? I think my reaction was, yes, please help us.
3: Yeah, I've been, I've been working for free for thanks a ton ever since um so that's one thing that we're all hoping to change in the future is maybe to start making some money from this but um yeah this is a definitely a passion project i think for all of us
2: absolutely
1: why a seemingly a b2c effort business to consumer trying to engage individual people i think when people think about climate change they often think that it's only about scale and B2C is pretty small. It might be only one ton or a fraction of a ton per card. Um, I guess, how do you, how do you see its value and where it comes from?
0: Yeah. Well, I think you're hitting on something we've been really struggling with, which is, are we a B2C company? Are we a B2B company? The reality is a lot of our sales have come from what we call bulk sales, which is, you know, selling to one person who wants to, you know, send cards to their direct reports or, um, Air Miners has been really supportive, and if you attend some of their ideas, needs, and lead session, if you speak, you'll get a thank you card from Air Miners with Carbon Removal. Mm. Um, our value in the ecosystem is what I always say to suppliers who reach out or, or people who want to learn about us, that our value in the ecosystem isn't necessarily to remove the largest, the most tons of carbon. Our value in the ecosystem is to get the most people aware of and participating in Carbon Removal. Um, that otherwise wouldn't be. And so even though most of our customers are buying grams, you know, they're buying small dollar amounts because they're sending a little gift, um, the philosophy in my, in my dream anyway, is that those people receive a card and go, oh, this is cool, what's carbon removal? And they click, you know, the link more, the learn more button. And then they have a positive association Whereas before they might've had either nothing or a negative association with CDR. So that's kind of the goal. That's why we built it. We see public awareness as this giant gap that we need massive public awareness and acceptance of CDR in order for it to scale. And that once you get outside the climate bubble or even the carbon removal bubble into a climate bubble, very few people know and understand CDR and we'd like to change that. How's that pitch today? Did I sell you on the concept? (laughs)
1: Sounds good. I ha- have a hard time believing people don't know about carbon removal at this point. But then I I hear stories from friends and colleagues all the time. I think Asa was just telling me, was it his parents or his grandparents? They like clipped something out of the New York Times about uh wind power. It was like, is this, is this what you do, Asa? Gosh. Uh, you're on the right track, kind of. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was reading a marketing report the other day and said that people actually think that recycling is a carbon removal strategy, so it shows sort of how confused the general public is. And also to add to that, I do a lot of community work um, in Brooklyn, where I live, and it's a lot of sustainability-focused stuff. And you'd be surprised, all these people are talking about climate and, you know, trash picking up and, you know, keeping the streets clean. None of them really know about carbon removal, so... It's it's even in the climate space, the sustainability space, there's a lot of education to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so we decided that the way we were going to do that was by this like gifting mechanisms. To Laura's point, like gifting we think is um, altruistic. It's not like offsetting. Um, it's something you're doing for someone else, right? And then also there's two people involved. You know, when you offset, you just kind of do that alone in front of your computer and, you know, ideally when you're gifting, you're sharing it with someone and then ideally they, you know, either want to tweet about it or they want to share it with someone else they know. Um, and kind of, we had this idea of this, this spreading of the information and awareness. I don't know if that's happening so far. I don't know how well we're tracking, you know, that, but that's the, that's the goal.
1: Do you get much feedback from either customers or the recipients of the
3: cards?
2: Not enough
1: know. No. there's never enough that's for sure
3: we did send out a survey a few months back and we found that most of the people who were getting the cards or sending them already knew what carbon dioxide removal was um so that shows that we haven't really broken out of the carbon removal ecosystem um, but also most of the people who got the cards said they felt happy or you know some other positive emotion when they got the card so think we are doing our part with that. They didn't say that they clicked through a lot of the times though, to learn more about the method. So I don't know if they're actually being educated necessarily through our cards all the time, but they are, I think, in the back of their minds seeing it and thinking, oh, this is a good thing. I just got carbon removal.
0: Yeah. I wonder how many people, if that's a bias survey, because people, as you mentioned, are within the carbon ecosystem. And so they already know what biochar is, for example. Um, I have anecdotally heard some people say, oh my gosh. And I clicked through it all. And I learned all about it. Um, you know, for example, one of my, um, friends at on deck sent it to her mother-in-law for her birthday and like her mother-in-law is now like a convert. <laughs> um, and who would have known that that's how she got exposed to carbon removal. Um, Laura, why do you think we decided to do like the artwork and why do you think art's valuable or important or is it?
2: I think the artwork is, Artwork is definitely important. People do comment on the artwork. They love the artwork on our cards and want to see more of it. So we've been very lucky finding artists who are able to communicate our ideas of positivity and sharing in the artwork. So I I think it is one of the things that people come back to for our cards
0: for me, I think it was really trying to make this abstract concept seem tangible to people. And I don't know that art's, you know, the the bullet, silver bullet way to do that. Um, but it's something, right? It's something to make this concept of, you know, um, you know, sinking seaweed feel more personal, feel more tangible. Um, sorry, you make some of these cards. We have some um, professional artists we've contracted with who've been terrific and Have now become um, really interested in CDR, so that's a plus. Um, But then, Tassara, you've made some of ours, some of my favorite cards. You've made. Um, What's your thought process behind making cards for carbon removal?
3: That's a great question. Um, It's really like very in the moment. Usually, I've never really like sat down and planned a card. Um, Sometimes I'll just like it'll be like eight o'clock at night, and I'm like, this idea pops into my head, and just start going with it. And then it's like twelve o'clock at night, and the card's done and I'm exhausted. Um, so I, I don't know if it's as much of a thought process. as just like brute force flow. <laughs>
1: which which cards did you make? I have them up right now. If you're listening- you I've can, lost track. You've lost track. Thanks to ton.earth, you can go look through their cards. You've lost track. Okay. Not a single one? Am I putting you on the spot?
3: Autumn okay. Leaves, the one that's up on the, on the homepage right now, I made that one. But you oh, make that's, some. That's nice. I like that one.
0: Um, Desari has also made the, there's like a custom collection, which you can't see right now, for air miners. And actually, a couple people, oh, just we, we also made custom cards for. So if you want to work with us and have a custom card, we do that. Yeah, um, we also
3: have a custom card for farm.nyc. Um, we, yeah. we do do custom cards. So we've worked with some people and companies, and we can make you a custom page um, with your logo on it. And you can send that out to all of your employees or whoever you're trying to you know, impress or build relationships with.
0: On the Airminer's custom cards, there's a back to 350 PPM, like, and it's probably, I don't know if it's like legal that we're doing this right now. Hopefully someone yells at us someday, um, but it's like in the stylized back to the future text and I just adore it.
2: I love that card. That's one of my favorites, very
0: clever.
1: I like the the switch to, um, I mean, it's kind of obvious that, B2C there's a lot of competition for, and um, that's tough. I think a lot of offsetting does focus on, and not gifting of offsets, but B2C is pretty popular for that. But I like the idea of offering this to events or to organizations as thank you cards. I've certainly worked at companies before where you get the, you get a shot glass, you get something like that that has the brand on it, but it's it's mostly just stuff that's going in the yard sale that you don't really want. I would much rather get an experience um, or to just have something that represents something I care about. Um, how long into things, the time did it take y'all to figure that out? Was that a was that a while? It's not unusual. That's not even a criticism. This this happens at every company.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we built, so we built like a pre MVP platform and then kind of scrapped that because we've made a lot of first-time mistakes and then rebuilt. And that's kind of when we were like realizing that B2C is really hard to get, um, but that we didn't want to lose the option for B2C people to come on if they've received a card themselves and then buy one. And so, yeah, we've been going after more of a B2B audience. Um, You know, if you have want to thank speakers for events or attendees, instead of, as you say, giving them just a shot glass, they can have some carbon removal. I don't know, though, man, because we did, what did we do, Laura, like 85 customer discovery interviews?
2: Oh, gosh, that's a lot. At least at least that many.
0: And we found that even though the majority of people that we, that we talked to said that they don't want just kitschy stuff, to your point, Ross, um, that you know, we often get, they don't want that, but they do feel like they have to give that to other people. And I don't know where the disconnect is there, but all these people that said, I don't want the candle or whatever you're going to send me, I'd rather a climate solution, but then they want to send... The candle themselves <laughs> um, and so I think that's that's something we're circling kind of the product market fit there like is this the product that is the right thing for the market? would it be a tangible card? would that be better? would this product paired with tangible goods like you know chocolates or whatever the thing is is that kind of the way we want to go? but right now we're just trying to make this MVP work, which is you come on our site, you pick a card design, let's say you have a, a birthday, people send birthday cards a lot on our site. You wanna send somebody a birthday card, you pick the card, then you get to pick the method of removal. It could be um, you know, biochar, it could be air capture. We really have been meticulous about picking who we partner with. Um, so we're really, in my opinion, it's like the cream of the crop of, of great carbon removal um, methods and projects. And so you pick the removal method and then you pick a price point and you send the card. And then when people get it, they get a little kind of it's a little bit like paperless post. That's certainly somebody we're looking to of like the experience mm-hmm. of opening a card and it kind of flips open and you see the artwork and you see the message. Um, but this one comes with with carbon removal.
1: And who does what exactly?
0: Well, to be honest, like I've Laura and Tessaria, I feel like have been really commanding the ship the last few months. Um, and I've been, you know, less valuable, I would say as a team member, but in the beginning and and leading up to now, um, certainly doing like, you know, working together to find our, our suppliers and getting great suppliers on the site. Um, talking about branding, brand voice, doing a lot of the copywriting, doing a lot of the social posts before, um, and trying to get kind of the, again, the awareness component and the science communication component um actually does a lot of that now I would say um in terms of writing interesting things that we can put out there to try and educate the public and then Laura is just like does all the business stuff do we do you do any of the business stuff sorry I feel like Laura just holds the entire company together with her bare hands
2: yeah definitely well we're a tiny team so everybody's got to wear every hat so that's that's one of the challenges of being a tiny startup but it's actually something i really love about the company every single day is something new and different i like the variety
1: yeah that is a fun part of a small company the the line for this too as it grows is you have to give away your legos and choose which of those things you like doing and which ones you're comfortable giving away and sometimes that can be painful it's nice being flexible it can also be kind of distracting too, though. it's nice to know your lane <laughs> That's, if we're all laughing, it's because there's, that's always an ongoing thing in any small, smallish company, I think.
2: Absolutely true.
0: I think there's lots of, has kind of got their hands in everything a little bit too. And we had some great people out of the EU come in and do a whole SEO strategy for us. So if you type in thanks a 10, now we will come up on the first page, which is great on Google. Wins, small oh. wins. Um, And then we've had some terrific interns helping us out. Shout out to our interns, if they're listening to this, um, man, it's amazing how people can just come through for you that way. And I don't know, we just keep it kind of afloat little by little. We're super lean, Ross. We keep it lean. Um, and so in theory, like our business model is high volume, low overhead, right? Because we want to contact as many people as possible and reach out to them. Um, and also because we don't want to take, um, a really big cut of the carbon removal. We want most of the money to go to carbon removal. Um, So we're quite lean and we've just kind of managed to keep it going this far. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, are we, I mean, we've been in this for quite a long haul already. And I keep saying like, ah, this season, we're probably gonna have to close up shop, but then we just keep going. Like we just, we keep, you know, getting customers here and there and we keep getting, you know, new ideas coming and we keep going.
3: Yeah. um, Living on a prayer. That's that's how we keep it going.
0: Well said, Tesaria.
1: <laughs> so what do you get like just big buyers or partnerships come through or what, what does keep it going exactly?
2: Well, we've had a I'm number sad. of bulk orders come through hmm. and that helps a lot. And so uh, total cards we've sold so far are 600 cards, 430 of them since we opened our new website on Shopify a year ago. The carbon impact of that is we've removed 227 tons of carbon with our card sales. So the impact isn't zero. Uh, We are trending more towards selling five and $10 cards now, and they have smaller carbon removal quantities, but we're selling more cards. So that's our goal is to reach more people. In that way, I think we're, we're accomplishing that goal. We just need to grow it. We are, however, really ready to scale. Our website is built, looks great, it's working great. The one feature that we're still working to add is a customer-facing bulk feature, bulk order feature. Hopefully we'll have that up and running by December 1st. That's our goal. Um, but but with that built, we can handle big orders if, they, if they're ready to come through. We could fill an order of 500 cards, 1,000 cards building up to 10,000 cards. We're ready to scale.
1: If you're listening and you have uh, an event or I mean the holidays are coming up if you do something for your employees um, it seems like a pretty pretty nice little little treat for them. I imagine that's probably yeah, yeah, is that the pitches coming?
0: We certainly you know, hope so? so. I think that's our goal, you know, and again, I think I think it's tricky to figure out how do people want to engage with carbon removal and how do they want to engage with climate solutions? We have gotten feedback. You know, a lot of the the new things we've built for our site, like delayed send feature, was because we got feedback on that. And feedback is so precious. I wish we had so much more of it. Anyone listening, if you just want to give us feedback on the site, feel free to use the contact page and let us know what you think. Um, We want to make it something that people will engage with. And so certainly, yeah, we think that instead of sending yeah, crap swag, you know, send some carbon removal to people. Um, But I don't know, maybe we're really early to this, Ross, or maybe it's a bad idea. Um, You know, we've had some, we have some really diehard customers that keep coming back. Thank you, you know who you are. Um, But I don't know, I don't know what we need to do to kind of reach that next echelon of like really breaking outside of of carbon removal and into the broader community of people who care about climate.
2: Personally, I'm really interested in finding that section of the market for small and mid-sized enterprises that want to take climate action. They're more small companies are usually more risk-tolerant, more interested in trying something new. And our cards are just very simple climate action. And because we partner with such premier carbon removal companies, it's a good, it's a good value to send our cards.
3: Yeah, I want to make sure everyone knows who's out there listening. We focus on carbon removal. We don't do, we don't like to think of them as offsets, but they're really not offsets. They're not avoidance offsets. So in 2022, there was a report done by Carbon Direct, and they found that only three percent of the um, projects that were on the market were pure carbon removal. The rest were either low-quality avoidance offsets or mixed credits. Um, and so we try to we try to focus on solely. The high quality projects.
0: Yeah, and again, we do that because, as you know, you know, Ross, like we, this is an industry that needs to scale. Um, it's supply constrained, but actually, that hasn't affected us too much because a couple reasons. One, we sell in really small quantities, right? Um, so that helps. And then two, we just have been really lucky in that um, suppliers reach out to us for the most part. In the beginning, we had to say, hey, we're starting this company called Thanks A Ton based on a pun, do you, wanna, do you wanna participate with us? And thankfully, Nori was one of those generous companies that said, yes, yes, we will. Um, but now we find that most people just reach out to us and it's really gratifying to see how many project developers like what we're doing and wanna be part of it. Um, so the supply, I feel like we've got locked down, it's just the demand. <laughs>
1: I love things that are pun-based. I always like it when there's like a pho restaurant that makes use of the expletive or something. You know, I remember when I had a previous career trying to break into screenwriting in in Los Angeles. I put up a Facebook post once saying that I had written a pilot script that was sold to CBS for a new sitcom called Honor Among Steves, and it was two brothers named Steve. <laughs> And one was a criminal and one was a former cop who ran a pizza shop and their lifestyles. It was, it was purposefully bad, but also it was CBS. So it was believable. Um, and, um, People started commenting. I was like, this is so funny. This is so obviously a joke. People are going to go bananas over this. And everyone kept congratulating me. And over time, I realized that everyone thought it was true. And then I had to take it down immediately and apologize. (laughs) I was like, I'm so sorry. I did not sell a sitcom. I thought it was so clear, but that's the thing. It's too close to reality. So anyways, everything should be pun-based, whether it's a sitcom pilot, whether it's your carbon removal greeting card company, whether it's a restaurant, so I support that. I think that's a good reason to start. Wait, was, that, was that even the idea before Cara made that joke or no?
0: Yeah, she made, she was actually thanking somebody and said thanks a ton. And then was like, oh, haha, I made a climate, carbon pun. And then it was her little brainchild. And she was like, let's build a company called thanks a ton. And then Laura and I were either foolish or brave enough to be like, yes, that's what we're going to do. So
1: Literally, it did start from a pun.
2: It really did. We oh, wow. did think about it for about a month before we we actually started the company, but we had we started with serious conversations right away and how we could make this a reality.
0: Yeah, we just wanted to inject like fun. I mean, you get this, Ross. You, Ross, for our listeners who might be sick of hearing me talk about memes, but you recruited me to to Nori and to do content and stuff with Nori because I was making memes for Thanks a ton. Um and it's because I wanted to put like, we all wanted to put like humor and joy into the space that's kind of heavy and complex and can be overwhelming. And we were like, nah, let's just, let's just make a joke about it. And so we always say that we try to take climate change really seriously, but ourselves not that seriously.
1: That's a great line. Yeah. yeah I think perfect. That, I think it makes it much more fun to work in this space. I always think people that do the easiest Thing you can do on reversing climate change is to come on working on a humorous climate communications project because I'm always just like this is the, this is the most important thing that one can do and I know because I do it, um, but I think it's, I think for climate change stuff freaks me out a lot. I imagine you, all three of you, I'm sure, feel at points pretty overwhelmed by it. I'll read a book or an article and think, oh man, we really don't have a lot of time. And a lot of this is going to be pretty scary or at least very painful and disorienting at the very least, probably much worse than that. I think letting people, giving people permission to laugh about it a little bit, even if it's inside baseball industry jokes that allows us to... One of the most deflating and humorous things that we came up with recently is the, the CDR math meme that we made Shiv. We went through a number of pitches. There was this whole boy math, girl math. That was a dumb format, whatever. But we did CDR math is patting ourselves on the back for removing 36 seconds of annual emissions, something like that. And we are such a side show. It's ridiculous. There's all this like posturing and patting ourselves on the back for literally nothing. Um, so it won't stay that way. And that's good for the world and good for us but also there's something that's so uh, fun to remove the arrogance or the grandiosity of an industry that is still yet to be properly born. I think at least.
0: I think we agree. I think you said that really well. Sorry. You want to pitch our climate anxiety cards.
1: <laughs> oh, that was actually um, Laura's idea. Wow. So instrumentally used my comments to pitch your own product. Okay. Let me pull these up too.
0: Yeah. We have a category that's like climate anxiety cards. Yeah. Um, that we've gotten comments on. I've had people in the Airman's community other people say, like, oh my god, I loved that. Oh, yeah, I
1: see them here. I, yeah. I see them under shop digital cards, climate art, climate anxiety cards. <laughs> World on fire, pale blue dot.
3: I'm personally a bigger fan of the Arctic Animals collection.
0: Sorry, That's... I think he's keeping us wholesome.
1: Arctic animals.
3: Oh yeah. Also but... Laura's idea.
1: Who made these there i like the, the sort of like 2d element of them
3: and i collaborated on them she did most of the work actually
1: nice yeah those are cute i dig this But
2: just put the finishing touches on sorry has a great great eye for art yeah i can only do the basic stuff
0: <laughs> do you have any want to poke any holes in our in our idea ross we always welcome that or if listeners want to reach out again we love feedback we're it's precious and we take it seriously and You know, people have any thoughts or ideas or strategies um, or, you know, if they want to contact us with customers, please, you know, if you if you work at a company and you're like, man, I bet the people in my company would love this as a gift for for Christmas or whatever. um, Please reach out and let us know.
1: Any holes to be poked? I think it's I don't know what kind of margin do you make per card? Are you even comfortable saying that on the air?
3: Oh, I'm happy to explain that. Um. 60 to 92 percent of each card goes directly to carbon removal. Um, so the five dollar cards, 60 percent of that's going to carbon removal. The rest of it's going to the website, basically just to keep keep stuff running. Um, and then when you buy it as much as a ton, 90 to 92 percent of that will go to carbon removal. Um, so we're we're still trying to figure out like what are we what do we need to do to get paid? We don't want to like if we didn't have to pay ourselves, we wouldn't. You know, if I didn't have to pay rent and buy food, you know, um, I would just do this for free forever. Um, cause we have to, but yeah, um, we're trying to make this as much about carbon removal as possible. So yeah, 60 to 92, 92%. 8
1: to 40% goes to, goes to you guys. It's a lot of cards to sell. Um, you'd have to it get is. some. Yeah. And a lot of it is not, likely to be automatically recurring
0: yeah it's yeah, going after new yeah new customers and that's tricky we have to make about 470 or roughly maybe a little bit more than that sales um of at least you know the five dollars to break even and then anything beyond that you know we could actually start reinvesting in the company and whatnot but um, but yeah, so it's like really the bulk of is what we're after right now, which is why we kind of changed the, the copy on our, on our website to go after more kind of companies and corporate gifting. Um, but also we, again, we love the people that keep coming back for birthday cards. So don't stop guys. We love you. Um, you know, and you're always welcome to do that too.
1: Yeah, I think that that was a really smart thing to do. One of my colleagues was telling me recently that they didn't want to get their family physical gifts, and so they did some sort of charitable card. And um, my colleague's mother-in-law was talking crap about this this trend away from physicality and towards like charitable giving. And then received her gift, and it was a, an enormous disaster. But oh, I wonder, no. yeah, um, whatever. She deserved it. She didn't sound very nice to be. To be quite honest. But this seems good. I would prefer this in general, I think, to something I don't know uh, you know, the whole like what's it called the the like death cleaning, like cleaning your house out so your kids don't have to, yeah, like how many how many like company trinkets do you think are found in there? a lot? Wouldn't you rather that money go towards something that would
2: oh actually my god, bro i I have been cleaning my garage for the last month for just that reason so we've collected so much stuff from so many family members and it's it's a tough job. And and now I'm like, I really I don't need all this stuff. I just don't want more stuff. It's too much.
1: Seriously, and then if your kids bring home stuff from school, it's uh all you can see is microplastics too. It's just like, oh God, someone someone made this <laughs> made this hideous device. Yeah, and then it just goes in the garage or into a landfill or probably into the ocean. So wouldn't you rather do something digital?
2: Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like, uh, although it be, might be fun to do some sort of hybrid approach too. I think I like having stacks of cards that are old that I will go through. Um, um So that that's kind of a nice thing that maybe they could be printed and mailed potentially. Although that probably you'd have to go to a drop shipper or something and they would eat into your margin or you could just upsell yeah. for it.
3: Yeah. We've actually thought about doing paper, um, seed, seed paper cards, oh, um, making fine. sure to use local seeds. So I actually know some people who do, I know a lot of people who do gardening in New York city. Um, I've talked to them about potentially doing it. It's a big process to get that going, okay. but I can definitely see us, I guess, breaking into the the seed paper market, doing some local cards, and keeping the carbon footprint basically zero by using you know, locally harvested wildflower seeds. Um, you can make paper out of cardboard and recycled stuff. So it, it's pretty, there, there's definitely a path forward to physicality. We even thought about doing QR codes. Uh, maybe someone else can speak on that, but that's something we haven't really put a ton of thought into yet.
0: That's more if we want to pair So, like this. this um, We were connected with the sustainable wine distributor who thought that it might be cool to pair Sustainable wine distribution with, you know, carbon removal as an added bonus, right? Kind of make their company stand out. And so, in that case, we're thinking little QR codes that could be like tied on the wine bottles, whatever it is. We haven't, you know, that built that yet, or that hasn't come to fruition. But if anybody wants to do that, um, reach out to us. Thanks a ton, Dot Earth. We have a contact page.
1: I like the idea of doing something local here too. If you were able to get seed paper and cards. You're in Brooklyn. I think there's probably enough density there to have some customer base deliver on a bike or you know, take MTA. Yep. Absolutely. Are you are you much of a singer? You do a little singing telegram
3: upsell. That's so funny. I did that <laughs> oh in
1: high God. school one time. You did that always? <laughs> oh no.
3: For Valentine's Day.
1: Are you a, a gifted singer? Is that a thing that you I'm not hear? a
3: singer. I'm a musician, but I did sing for the Valentine's Day telegrams. Uh, I
1: don't know. There's something. I like the idea, too, because obviously greeting cards, are, they're, there's a fungibility to them. You go to Hallmark. There's a million of them. Um, but there's something nice about them being very bespoke, very local. The idea of targeting a really specific market could be fun. That might compensate for some of the volume dynamics that you will face in a bigger market, that could be kind of fun. I'm trying to poke holes or, or think about ways to get around some of the, the number barriers that I'm thinking about. Yeah.
0: I don't know, so far you're just coming up with good
1: ideas. <laughs> I love business ideas, by the way, that go back to a way bygone era. Like whenever we have a meeting at Nori for, oh, what should we do for customer appreciations? Gift baskets. We gotta go give gifts. Let's do it. <laughs> I love something that's been kind of out of fashion for a long time.
3: But yeah, well, fun fact, this is sort of a theme that's been developing and things a ton. I think it sort of started this way too, like the retro theme. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, back in the 1980s, was the last time our atmosphere was at a safe limit of CO2 350 ppm. Um, Siobhan and I go back and forth like was it 1987 1989? It was roughly in the mid 1980s around that time. Um, so we do have sort of a 1980s theme going and like definitely we can get back to some of the stuff that was going on back then. I think the world would be a better place.
1: I think it's 87 to 89. That's, that's the era that that we're looking at. Huh. What was...
3: Yeah. I think classic Macintosh, Sony Walkman, Tetris, yeah. Pac-Man.
0: When we originally designed Thanks the Tag, we wanted it to be like a vintage, complete vintage aesthetic. Uh, And we, you know, moved away from that for various reasons. But I think there's still a call to this idea of like, yeah, this like vintage 1980s.
1: The only thing I can think of from that exact moment is uh, Dana Carvey doing George H.W. Bush's Not Gonna Do It, Wouldn't Be Prudent, Thousand Points A Lot, doing that. I don't know, I grew up watching those old SNL DVDs, but I don't know, Grunge Is About to Be Born. I can't even think of what else is happening then. I guess alternative music is taking off. New Wave is dying. Reagan's going out.
2: Yeah. End of the Cold War.
1: End of the Cold War. That's, that's a way better, obviously. I went. Yeah, I went for comedy than music. <laughs> which is weird because I'm such a history person. Yeah, why am I not thinking about that? Sort of singing revolution is happening. Yeah, Cold War is ending. Yeah, okay, cool. Thanks, Laura, for putting me well and truly in my place. <laughs> Important history. <laughs> So why not? Yeah. So should it be Cold War themed is what you're saying? Oh,
3: my gosh.
1: You could do like a you could do like a <laughs> do a Gorby Gorby card and then you could do like a Boris Yeltsin card. Um,
2: Tassaria, are you taking notes? You're the yeah. resident artist. I can't do that.
3: I don't know if we're ready to go full communist, but. uh <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can, have you considered a full socialist realism vibe for carbon removal cards, like showing the, the proud glory of the worker?
0: i going to make one just for you now.
1: <laughs> These ideas should earn me equity in your business. <laughs>
3: Honestly, that's all we have to offer right now. You're that good.
0: So true. All right. Well, we always say that we should end right after the stupidest question we ask.
1: <laughs> I've just gotten there. I have not yet begun to stupid Siobhan. Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably the end. Oh, it got too silly. I should probably have equity in your business. Yes. Thank you for being here, everyone. That was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks a ton. Dot earth. Link is in the show notes. Is there anything else you'd like to point people to?
2: Holiday cards.
3: Holiday cards, yeah. Follow us on LinkedIn. Follow us on TikTok. We've been very active on TikTok lately. Oh,
1: that's cool. Is it is it working for you? Have you been able to to find your way there? Oh my
3: gosh, it's such a rough climb. They changed the whole algorithm in the past year. It's like you have to like show TikTok for ninety days straight, two videos a day. Like you're committed to TikTok. So we're like kind of starting to break through now. It's been like a month and a half. Um, but yeah, it's it's been rough so far, but making some traction we're not active on twitter anymore and we're not really active on facebook um so don't follow us there
1: are you thinking that I'm sorry we we're going to unstupid here but is, are you able to like identify b2b to c potential buyers on tiktok is that a good environment for for your potential customers
3: tiktok is potentially an seo strategy um oh, so if people start if we can get our link in the our link in the bio and people start clicking on us and then when companies are looking for sustainable gifts, we'll be ranking even higher in the search engine. So that's sort of the thinking behind that. But also just general education and getting people excited about carbon removal, explaining it in a simple way.
0: We all love explaining and talking about carbon removal and you know, addressing the hard questions even and being very kind of self-deprecating and honest. We really enjoy doing that. So tasari has been crushing it lately. I had my hand at TikTok for a while, but it is exhausting. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to come back on and help you some more though. Sorry. I'm committing online on, you know, on public now. So I have to do it.
3: Let's go.
1: We've been toying with that idea forever, but heard similar things about the commitment TikTok requires. And also wondering like, oh, can I just catch the next thing? But then I already missed threads. So whatever's the next, next thing I will maybe, maybe probably not do either, but
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I'll look forward to my portrait as the general secretary of carbon removal. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: I think Desiree is going to deliver that. Don't don't do it. I I think I would be too humiliated to accept such a thing. Um, It was really fun having you here. I think what you're doing is important. I love it. I love all the cool artwork, humor, carbon removal content that's out there. I think you do it really well um so i'm glad i'm glad that uh, thanks a ton despite your best efforts siobhan persists <laughs> keeps growing finding customers if you're listening and you're looking for a good gift for your employees or or customers or something else that you'd like to show appreciation for i think this is a really cool way and also probably puts you in a nice leadership position too because not a lot of people know about carbon removal right now it is not a generic thing to offer uh, any of those groups i named and uh yeah thanks everyone thanks for being here Thanks so much, thanks, Ross.
3: Ross.
1: Yeah, thanks a ton. Thank you so much for listening. If you could please subscribe and give us a great rating and review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify, that'd be much appreciated. It helps us get our content out to more people. You can sign up for our newsletter at nori.com. Follow us on social media, and we will catch you next time.